The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Kerry Manan. I'm your host this evening for the Welcome to Islam show. So this is the show that goes out on Sunday evenings at 6 till 7 every week. And this week um, I'm representing the Luton Vivert group. Um, you've heard me before, I've been on a few times now, but I'm also accompanied by my delightful companion as usual, Rosa. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, sister. So uh, I'll just uh, recap for anyone who's new and listening to what the show is about. So this is the Welcome to Islam show. Uh, this is a show dedicated to the new Muslims in the community, uh, of which myself and Rosa are two. And uh, we basically try and bring fresh topics every time we, we come and talk. And uh, today's topic is going to be about marriage. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, the virtues of marriage. And then we'll also look at some of the kind of things to consider uh, before actually taking that big step into matrimony. Uh, I also would like to tell you a little bit about Luton Revert Group, the group that I'm the chair of and Rosa is the secretary. Correct. Um, so Luton Revert Group has been running for about three years now. Yes. Yes. And uh, we are based here in Luton um, and we have a thriving uh, revert community here in Luton. And uh, but we did notice that there was a little bit of gap. There's plenty of uh, support out there in terms of knowledge um, and, you know, being able to access that through some brilliant courses and things that are mm -hmm. out there. But we just found that the social uh, support that's required for new Muslims um, we just kind of thought we could step up and try and help a little bit there. So we tend to meet once a month um, and we have reverts from a mixture of different backgrounds mm -hmm. and different ages. Yes. Um, predominantly from the Luton and the surrounding areas. And uh, yeah, like I said, we meet once a month and we try to impart some knowledge as well as having some social time getting to know each other. So we're like a little family um, yes. and... Uh, we we yeah we bring topics that are interesting and relevant for the for the new Muslim, um, just so that we can have a little bit of knowledge as well as um, some social and fun time together. There's also plenty of contact in between as well. So we have uh, an active uh, Facebook page. We do yes, and a WhatsApp group and a WhatsApp group yeah. as well. So uh, so we're keeping in touch. That, that's, yeah. yes, it is a almost like a virtual online family but also we try to meet up in person whenever mm. possible in between so it's not just that once once a month and then we forget no, about everyone yes. because that's almost <laughs> that's almost as bad as going to a weekly class and then for the rest of the week that new muslim is left on their own mm. So. Yes, yes. So we so we, we try to just provide that little bit of extra support as well. We're there for each other if anyone has any questions. And we have had uh, people in the last uh, year that have been brand new, uh, taken the mm -hmm. shahada, you know, and we, we've had the pleasure of witnessing that for a couple of people. And uh, so we're there to kind of like be their soundboard, to be their support, um, and, and also just point them in the right direction if they do need any knowledge. We do have the support of some fantastic uh, individuals in the community as well. Yes. Um, you know, and so, uh, so we're there just as, yeah, as the kind of like first point of call that we can then uh, refer on as well. The amazing thing about the group in itself is that uh, we are not in a vacuum and therefore we have uh, through the three years we've developed uh, mm. a wealth of connections yeah, with uh, with uh, the 
the native Muslims, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the local communities, uh, different mosques, uh, different educational centers, mm. and we've built uh, connections with them. So we, from that point of view, we actually have um, uh, a plethora of resources that we get at our disposal. Yes. Uh, we all, because we're not born Muslims, we don't have the extended community that uh, would know someone who knows someone who mm. knows someone and have the help at hand. Uh, so we are pro- we are that for um, for our fellow new Muslims mm. within the group. Yeah, and it's not about isolating ourselves and being our own little band of merry no. men. Um, <laughs> we 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 do we do get out there and uh, we do, for example, do things like a summer fete. Uh, we've done that for a couple of years now where we invite the community in as well and just so that we can get to know each other too Um, so yeah so we we do a variety of things including this show as well of course which is one of our kind of outreach parts of what we do sometimes it's also about throwing us in at the deep end so that some of us who are probably a little bit shyer or a little less adept to certain things it gives us the opportunity to be of service yeah but we keep trying to get other people on the show don't we rosa (laughs) yes we do we do keep trying to say to our to our members as well come on the show but uh, not everyone is uh is so brave about public speaking like myself i wasn't really up for it to start with but you know here we are (laughs) You do an amazing job, mashallah. So maybe next time we can get them to do other things. So if uh, somebody else, when we do the summer fate, mm. inshallah, maybe somebody else can volunteer to do the face painting. Oh yes, because that's there's been no your, talking that's involved. Been, yeah. <laughs> that's been, but the, yeah, that's your job, Rosa. We don't want them taking your job. <laughs> you do realise I wing it most of the time, right? <laughs> Anyway, so um, yeah, so that's a little bit about Luton Revert Group. And if you do want to get in touch with us, we are on Facebook and we also have um, an email, lutonrevertgroup at gmail.com. Uh, we do have a phone number, which I can't remember off the top of uh, my head. The bat phone. No, yeah, we I'm call sorry. it the bat phone, but um, it's on it's on our Facebook page and it's uh, you can also Google us. I think you'll be able to find our number there. And of course, you can call into Inspire Radio and they'd be able to give the number. That's terrible. I don't know the number, isn't it? Um, you never have to ring yourself. That's why. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So today's topic, like I said, <clears throat> excuse me, is about the um, is about marriage. So this is something that uh, can be a bit of a minefield for the new Muslim. Um, and uh, so this is something that uh, we also get approached about a lot. We get asked about marriage a lot. Um, we get a lot of people kind of coming and saying, "I want to marry a new Muslim." Um, um, for a variety of different yeah. reasons, um, you know, uh, so we get we get a lot of approaches about that. But we also get some of our members saying, actually, you know what, uh, it's, it's quite difficult because I, I haven't got that, you know, traditional background where I can ask my mum and dad to, to help find someone, mm. um, you know. So so there, there are a few challenges that new Muslims uh, face when it comes to marriage. So we'll go into that a little bit later. But first of all, I just wanted to kind of cover a few of the basics about the virtues of marriage. Um, so uh, Anas, Allah be pleased with him, narrates that the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, if any person performs nikah, he has completed half his religion. To fulfill the other half of his religion, he should fear Allah. Um, and also uh, Ibn Abbas, Allah be pleased with him, <coughs> excuse me, narrates that the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, nikah, marriage, creates a bond of love between the husband and wife that no other bond can create. 
So, so yeah. So, I mean, it's fair to say that those, those two are quite a uh, powerful message there in terms of the importance that our faith places on getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, and, in fact, um, our prophet, peace be upon him, said, four matters are from amongst the teaching of the prophets, peace be upon them all, to be modest, to apply perfume, to use miswark, to get married. So, you know, um, it's obviously, you know, uh, quite an important thing. Um, and it's, it's something that's encouraged. And I think as individuals, I think, you know, having a family, you know, th- th- it's priceless, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, so yes. So um, there's obviously various reasons why an individual should get uh, married. Um, so the, the prophet has also mentioned marriage is from among my ways. Hence, to get married is sunnah. So basically, you know, we, if we're following the sunnah of our prophet as best as we can, then we mm-hmm. should aim to be to be married, inshallah. Um, and it's also important to note that a marriage protects a person from committing sins like adultery, uh, evil glances, uh, masturbation, protecting their morality, um, and it compels the man and wis- women to dis- discipline their desires in a way that will protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, a person should also get married to increase the ummah, the followers of our Prophet, mm-hmm. peace be upon him. Um, and this this, uh, this is um, a hadith that I hadn't seen before that made me smile. Um, marry such women who are extremely fond of their husbands and who can bear many children so that I, the Prophet Muhammad, can be proud on the Day of Judgment due to your large numbers. Oh, <laughs> and that's Abu Dawood. Okay, so, <laughs> that, that's, that's yeah, wonderful so for I, a certain age group. Yeah, that's so wonderful. I, and I just, the, the extremely fond of their husbands and they're prepared to have so many children. I just thought that's quite a, a pleasing <laughs> statement. <laughs> um, so yeah, and that wasn't one that I just made me have a little bit of a giggle and a wry smile at that one. Um, well, that's the thing, just that, that when, when a husband is well-loved, yes. he will shine and he will blossom himself. So in that sense, that is... Um, and it goes both ways. Of course. It, it brings out the best in you. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yes, yeah, so uh, there, there's a few of the kind of uh, virtues of marriage that I wanted to um, touch upon. Um, and as I was kind of alluding to earlier, one of the things that... for uh, to kind of make this relevant for the new Muslims out there, is that um, there are quite a few barriers, I would say, for the new Muslim in terms of getting married. Um, mm. As I mentioned before, the fact that, you know, it is, it is the tradition in order to kind of maintain the kind of uh, etiquette of hijab and, and being halal, mm-hmm. that um, men and women don't mix freely as yes. you would expect in the Western mm-hmm. society where they would meet each other in the pub or over a coffee or something like that. Yeah. You know, uh, a new Muslim hasn't got that kind of uh, avenue anymore, as, of course, a, a born Muslim doesn't. Yeah, there's um, also no chatting up a sister exactly. walking there's down no the street flirting. to mind their yeah. own business. You do, there's no. no flirty business either. So, so what you tend to have is this traditional construct of you know, arranging marriages where people are introduced. So this doesn't, I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about the kind of like connotation of, you know, the arranged marriage where boy meets girl, you know, like the week before the nikah and, you know, they just get to see each mm-hmm. other and say hello and that's it, job done. 
Um, I'm talking about, you know, the fact that, you know, aunties, mums, dads, brothers, sisters are all helping to kind of like identify a potential spouse for the individual, mm. said individual, um, you know, in a halal way. I've um, I've come across um, different uh, people telling me different ways they went about getting married, and uh, one of them uh, mentioned uh, asking his his, his imam at the, at the local mosque mm. to find him somebody. Mm. Now that's um, that's obviously allows that allows for the the imam will have access to to um, a pool, you know. A bit more, they will have the connections. Well, but the, at the very least, they've got a congregation who, yes, they, who exactly. they're aware of. But what they what they may not have is the actual personal and um, knowledge of the person that's asking, mm. and their suitability for marriage, first of all, mm. and also to be able to find somebody that suits them. Um, very often, you'll have um, when it comes to uh, a parent finding a spouse for their child they they normally choose from the local community mm-hmm. from somebody that's like them yes uh, so they so there's already an implicit understanding that they're coming f- they, they have the same starting points mm. culturally yes so they will have plenty it's in common. kind of similar expectations so, yes. and that kind of thing and plenty in common already mm-hmm. so mm. that's a good start so yes. the fact that they may not know each other that's that's not that essential no from that point of view mm, mm. but um when when you have someone who's uh, of a different culture then um it adds a whole different uh, um a different set of parameters that need to be considered um for a start uh we we need to we need to know i did i did give you a bullet point list of yes. the you know of things that people need to look into yes. and uh, and for a start then there's a pressure for sometimes for the new muslim to get married mm. and before they're ready before they're ready before mm. they've learned who they are within mm. their deen and uh, and uh, how they they their own place within their faith yeah um and generally it's Though there are other avenues where they suggest uh, wait a couple of years, mm. do some classes, do extended courses, learn, be confident in your in your dean, and also know know what you can bring to the plate when it comes to marriage. Mm. Because it's very easy to say, well, let's let's do a little list of what I want, want. in a spouse. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, so we can all create that list right here and now. <laughs> yeah, and also very often somebody who's a new Muslim will, will come from a lower sense of confidence, mm. whereby they think that if they... They just take the first offer. Yeah, that, that's, that's number one. Yeah. Uh, possibly, mm. there's that. Mm. Uh, there's also the possibility that they might uh, marry someone who's not suitable for them mm-hmm. because it's recommended to because they were recommended to them or because they uh, they seem more confident in the in the faith than mm-hmm. they are. Mm. So they think, well, this is somebody who can help me progress in my dean. Yes. And it, and sometimes it doesn't pan out that way. Sometimes mm. it's the other way around, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just terribly, terribly, um, like kind of backfires badly. Yeah. Yes. So um, it's um, it's also one thing I did say was it's important that people take their time 
once mm. they've identified, they've worked out who, what they bring, what they can contribute as a spouse, what they will like from the other as a spouse, mm. and when they're confident in their dean, then the next thing that comes into it is take your time to find someone suitable. And if you're not sure, if you're not sure because you doubt yourself, because maybe, you know, in the past, maybe before you were Muslim, you kind of thought, well, okay, hey, I'm kind of rubbish, at, you know, a judging character. Yes. Um, so ask someone's opinion, ask someone you trust, somebody who knows you, somebody who ideally ha- comes from a uh, happy marriage yes. and has a happy marriage and, themselves. And this can kind of be like the, uh, a substitute Wally in a way. The guardian that is is the traditional kind of, uh, usually like would might be the dad or the uncle yes. for uh, traditionally, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be them. It just mm-hmm. can be somebody you respect, somebody you can trust, who can be the kind of intermediary and can give mm-hmm. you that kind of soundboard mm-hmm. to know that actually, you know, one making the initial introductions and that kind of thing but they'll also be able to guide you and steer you a little bit in things maybe you hadn't thought about yes and and kind of being yeah and, and being a guardian making sure that your interests are protected yes but mm. that's also why taking courses on the thick of marriage is mm. important and I've come across people teaching and doing the course on the fact of divorce alongside the fact of marriage. <laughs> I don't know why, but, you know, it's obviously, it's, it's important Well, I suppose it's just as important to know how to get out of something as to get into it. <laughs> it just make sure you're done, you know, sure before you get into something. But yeah. that obviously, you need to be protected from a point of view. I've, um, I've seen cases where... Um, where there was it, it was convert marrying a, um, a heritage Muslim mm. and uh, seeing how uh, the marriage had an imbalance because mm. because he started off with that kind of lower expectations of from the from the convert side mm. and uh, and also the fact that the, the the heritage Muslim didn't necessarily understand the the where the convert was coming from didn't necessarily understand the emotional baggage that came with becoming a Muslim. Yeah, and this um, is something I'd like to discuss quite a bit more in depth, actually, Rosa, mm. um, is that kind of, you know, uh, accepting of, of a new Muslim's past. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is this, you know, this is a whole bag of, you know, stuff. Yes. <laughs> you know, this and it can doesn't be... disappear. No. And when this... you marry someone, you marry their family. And their history, you know? in a way. You have to yeah. kind of embrace that because you might even find that they've had previous relationships. They if might, they have children already. They might already they have, have children already, had of course. Previous, yes. You know, at least one, you know. Yeah. Um, and just... Um, and, it's, and, it's, and it goes deeper than that as well, not just previous relationships, but it, it can be the kind of, like emotional baggage mm. you know of maybe damaging relationships that they've had before mm-hmm. or even the fact that somebody's you know had a relationship before there's always that kind of trepidation now about comparing you know with a previous mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. um you know and it's 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 just opening a whole can of worms there and, in terms of the baggage that somebody might bring. And I know baggage sounds awful, cause that, but it's not baggage. It's 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 their life experience to date well, is what I'm talking about. It's also the fact that you're not marrying the you're not marrying 
this for me I haven't come across people saying oh I'd like to marry a convert well actually I had someone once and yeah no I know I've I've come across it not not uh, personally but I've heard you know people I mean we've had people approach Luke Revert yeah about marrying but a what, convert. What are the reasons that they give when they when you ask them when you delve a little? Why would you? Why particular? Why uh, why a convert? Why not just anybody else who's suitable for you? Why a convert specifically? What answers have they given you? Well, the best answer I've had mm-hmm. is that um, they're looking for someone who's really kind of solid in their belief because you've gone and chosen the religion rather mm-hmm. than being born okay. into it. Right. This is this is the best one I've okay. had. Okay, mashallah, yeah, that's nice. Where they've said, you know, I feel and, and I feel that like I've got something to offer in terms of supporting a new Muslim and okay. helping them on the journey. Right. Okay. Um, and I know that their conviction is there. So okay. that's the best right. example I've had. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the worst. Uh, I mean, I've had mums ringing on behalf of sons saying I want to have a pretty lady for my son. Uh, what that and I haven't okay. want to delve any deeper into that one. <laughs> was, was there some some language barrier there that whereby um, like pretty lady? I don't know. Like I said, I didn't want to inquire as to what that actually meant because, like, maybe she that, meant that's, nice. that's maybe implying meant nice. that, that born Muslims aren't pretty, which is no, just ridiculous. Maybe they just meant simply maybe. The, you know, they meant somebody nice, and uh, yeah. You but know. what's nice about a convert compared to somebody who's born Muslim? I don't know. Uh, you get those that will say to you, "Oh, you're a better Muslim because you chose the the the, the, the faith." But that no, because I argue with people that tell me those things because I'll say a stuff you lie. You know, I just. Uh, I am just on the same, in the same boat as you, who was born a Muslim. Mm. Every time we get up for Fajr, we reaffirmed our faith. Every time we, we struggle with our nafs, we mm. reaffirm that faith, you know. We all have the same issues. So there is no better Muslim and all, you know. No, of course not. We're there all, isn't such a no, thing. There's no such thing. And we're all equal in the eyes of mm-hmm. Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, when I've kind of come across that kind of thing, I haven't really want to go any further because I just don't want to know what I'm going to dig up. Um, (laughs) you know my my suspicion is is that there's this idea almost of like a trophy Mm. you know that oh I've I've managed to bag myself a new Muslim Uh, I don't know but but what they don't don't seem to realize is that it's they haven't everything that goes with it exactly you're not married. they clearly haven't thought deeply about it oh I'm just going to marry the person <laughs> and because the rest of their family is not Muslim then uh, there's not going to be any interaction with them ever if there's any children those gra- those grandparents will never see the children ever it's that's that's unrealistic yeah I mean I, I mean I do want, sometimes wonder as well Very if naive. it is trying to get over the kind of cultural hurdles because of the fact that a new Muslim won't have that kind of maybe cultural um, issue in terms of, I don't know. But they bring their culture. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. It's like, well, you've, you've dis- disbarred one and brought on another. Yeah. And there isn't a better culture than another culture. All cultures have bring... 
they bring flavor to yes. Islam. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's what's that's what's wonderful about every such variety of Muslims around the globe. That you know, you have the array of uh, of traditions. You have the array of uh, of uh, dishes and food and clothing. You know, the the amount of the variety of uh, uh, of modest clothing that you find around uh, around the globe. Even even if we just look at the the other umpteen different ways of styling your hijab, mm. and and you can recognize somebody's nationality, you know, sometimes, yes. sometimes based on the kind of hijab, on yes, the way they yes. style the hijab. Yeah, yes, like there's a Turkish style. And, yeah, exactly. Yes, so yes. there is, and there, there are so, certain elements, and it's beautiful, mm. and that's beautiful because Islam spread around the globe in such a way that it didn't um, Arabify. Mm. the different countries and the different nationalities well, but I, what it did it actually couched itself within the within those cultures yes. and became became of that well, when i was researching without changing without yes. changing that when, I was, the message. when i was avert, uh, researching for this show i came across a comment that said you know oh i think n- all new muslims in this country should marry other new muslims to kind of establish their own kind of uh, UK version of Islam and I thought mm, not sure about that because they feel that you know so many get diluted if you if you marry a born Muslim then you just kind of you're not bringing in your own version of of, of a British Islam but yeah I don't know about that there's, one there's, there's a, I think there's a place for everything yes so if that's what works that's what works. Yeah. You know, invariably you'll have people that will marry somebody of their own nationality mm. and there will be somebody that will marry somebody of a different nationality. Some will work, some will not. Either mm. will work, both will not. We don't know. No. It, you know, so it's... Okay, Rosa, well, we're coming up to a break. Uh, inshallah, we shall carry on this very interesting discussion after the break. See you on the other side. Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Today's topic is marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to the break, we were discussing uh, the virtues of marriage. Mm-hmm. And we were talking a little bit about some of the barriers that new Muslims have when trying to uh, go down that journey and of matrimony and mm-hmm. for trying to find a spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to kick off this part of the show just saying that actually Luton Revert Group are hosting an event for marriage uh, coming up on the 8th of March, at 6 to 9 p.m. at the Hokwa Ring Community Centre. So um, because of some of these issues that we've been talking about, about the fact that new Muslims do find it difficult to find someone to marry Mm -hmm. because they haven't got those traditional avenues, uh, because potentially some of the uh, past experiences, we like to call it now, not Mm -hmm. baggage, that that they've got. Um, So that's why we decided to host this event. Um, It's the first time that we're doing such an event. Yes. Um, but I think we're getting quite good at hosting events. We've hosted a variety of events. We've done things like iftars. We've done some summer bazaars. Mm-hmm. We've hosted various things like book launches. 
you know. This uh, is a little bit different. This though. is a little and, bit different. But the one thing that we've done with this is the same as all the other events. We've put a lot of time and care and attention to how we've planned uh, yes. to the event, how we've planned to deliver it, how we plan to follow it up afterwards. Um so the one thing that I had, um, it's interesting because uh, some of the initial feedback I've had from some people has been, oh, um, I have, I know people that would be interested in signing up, mm -hmm. but they're a little bit reluctant because apparently other events uh, sometimes have an imbalance mm -hmm. uh, whereby you have a higher turnout of sisters, for instance, yep. uh, and the ratio is not, not enough brothers. So there's mm. not enough of a, uh, of uh, um, of choice in a sense yeah. of of opportunities mm -hmm. let's say mm -hmm. um, and the one thing that we've done with this event is we've actually thought long and hard about this we addressed that that concern and what we've done is we've selected we've we've set numbers mm. we set limits yeah so there would be an equal balance of uh, brothers and an equal balance of sisters yeah there would also be an equal balance of convert brothers and an equal balance of convert sisters mm. this event is also open which yes. means that also there's an equal balance of uh, heritage muslim brothers and an equal balance of heritage muslim sisters yes. therefore um, it's um, it's suitable in, in a way that there will be a chance to meet a variety of individuals. Um, we've we've set a questionnaire as well, so that we we actually assess uh, the person's background and also what they're looking for. But the way we deliver the event on the evening is that is that be special, I think. Yeah, so um, one of the other things that we've, during our research for this event, is that we've had this concern about this kind of idea of speed dating, um, where individuals are kind of left to kind of like move around the room and have like a snapshot, <laughs> snapshot interview with an individual before then moving on. And, um, you know, and and quite possibly rightly, this isn't kind of seen as the best halal kind of way to mm -hmm. to go about things so we we've thought long and hard about how to deliver this event so that we can try and observe hijab mm -hmm. modesty as best as we can um, and the way that we're going to achieve that is by having group discussions uh, which will all be uh, monitored uh, on mm -hmm. the day as well and and kind of chaperoned by an individual um, so that topics will be discussed that will get the individuals thinking about what it is they want to get out of marriage have they mm. considered everything have yes. they considered have they um, actually got the right credentials to be able to offer to their spouse you know and, and also because of, we are Luton Revert Group we are also thrown in the mix the fact that you know if you if you do potentially meet a new Muslim you know have you considered about what that will actually mean in terms of supporting that person yes. through their journey in do Islam. Do you know what you're getting yourself into? Yeah. Do you know what you're getting yourself into in terms of potentially your in-laws? Mm -hmm. You know, potentially, you know, unfortunately we do have some new Muslims where they've been rejected by their family. So they might be very, this individuals might be very isolated and not have the support of family. 
mm-hmm. um, you know. And so, so your family lots... will become their family effectively. Yes. So, so you have to bear that in so mind. Exactly. Where is your family? Where does your family live? Yes. You know, and then because if they're far away, then it's just you and your spouse. And yeah. then, yeah. There's... And then there's there's all the other considerations as well about you know. Do you want to have children? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to continue your careers once you're married? You know, there's so many different things that obviously come up when you're considering marriage. So we're hoping that within the evening, because we've got a fair few number of hours together, mm-hmm. we will discuss all of these hot topics so that, I mean, you know, inshallah, we will get some matches. But even if you come along on the evening and you don't perhaps find someone that ticks your boxes, mm-hmm. um, you still might have had some kind of initial thoughts prompted by the evening that you hadn't had before and maybe mm-hmm. it might change your perspective about things it might broaden your kind of search criteria who knows what the outcomes mm-hmm. might be we're hoping inshallah that you know it will be beneficial in every way so like i said we're hoping that the event will provide a halal environment mm-hmm. where people get the opportunity to have these group discussions yes. Um, and then, you know, if they want to take it further and find out more about an individual, we will facilitate that post event. Mm-hmm. So um, and of course, the other thing is, is that we are employing the services of a very experienced imam. Yes. Uh, Ajmal Masur. Um, uh, he him and his wife already um, are involved in a matrimonial service of their own. Mm-hmm. So they're very experienced. His wife is also a convert. Yeah, his wife is a convert. So, 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 he's there, already, so, so he ticks all the boxes in mm-hmm. terms of his understanding of what new Muslims need mm-hmm. um, and, and the fact that he runs his own marriage service, you know, uh, and he's an imam. Mm-hmm. So he's, he ticks all the boxes for us in terms of, you know, having the knowledge, having the understanding, the sensitivity. And, but also, yes, the sensitivity, but it will also not sugarcoat it. I mean, there, no. there, there's a reality to marrying and there's a reality to marrying a convert. So yeah. um, he will make sure that those those elements are covered. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's familiar with uh, Imam Masur will understand how, how pramatic his approach is. He's, he's quite direct, mm-hmm. but he's very knowledgeable, mashallah. Yes. Um, and very pragmatic. So he mm-hmm. will get to the heart of the matters that are really important and, you know, stimulate those discussions so that, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, inshallah, people might uncover things that they hadn't considered, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, like I said, maybe even broaden their horizons or maybe yes. even just solidify in their mind. Actually, yes, you know, the, the kind of idea I had in my mind, yeah, that's definitely what I want. And, and can take it from there. But, and inshallah, we'll get some matches too on the night, but let's see. That'd be, that'd be really good. I mean, for the, some of the early uh, sign-ups we've had have been from individuals who, because of their uh, of their work, work simply mm. they just don't have the opportunity to mm. meet someone. Mm. Um, so, because, uh, let's face it also, that the, the marriage age... I think it's getting it's getting further later. It's getting mm. pushed further mm. back because people are looking uh, to establish themselves as a career in a career, and actually, quite rightly, quite rightly, for a man who's looking to marry, Absolutely. he needs to have a solid 
uh, a solid basis whereby he can support, support a, family. A, a family. And not just a wife, because in the future they might have children, mm-hmm. you know, and they need to be able to, you know, support that going forward as well. So, so but it's not just financially, but it's all in all different ways. Yeah. So um, it's having that calm and being settled whereby the, the, they, know, they know who they are. Mm. And I mean, there's obviously I've seen marriages where people get married very early on and they grow together. Yes. And they grow. Um, uh, so they have that they have the opportunity to mature together. But then you have also this whereby people and also you have those who may have been come to Islam later in life. Yes. They might have children already mm. from previous marriages. They might, um, you know, they, they they might have had they've had a life already, mm. you know that that doesn't didn't doesn't cease to exist at the moment somebody becomes a Muslim. Yeah, you know, of course your sins are forgiven and you are washed anew as like a brand new baby, you know, and and that's that's Subhanallah, but that doesn't make your failed previous marriages disappear that doesn't make your children disappear that doesn't make your (laughs) no muslim family disappear you know it's just that you cannot um when when somebody considers marrying a a convert they have to bear in mind all of those things come with them yes and that reminds me actually uh, last month we had the wonderful sister patul uh, join us that, yes like and she much. gave us um th- that was the kind of pre-marriage uh course that we kind of seminar uh that we ran last month mm-hmm. uh in a run-up to our our next event and uh she mentioned one of the things she mentioned was about the non-muslim family you know she said because she actually she actually mashallah she performs nikah herself mm-hmm. she's had various uh new muslims approach her Mm -hmm. to conduct their ceremonies Mm -hmm. and one of the first things she asks the the uh, partner potential partner of the new muslim Mm -hmm. is you know have you are you prepared to take on their family too and what that might mean Mm -hmm. so for example she mentioned one couple um where uh it was a an english lady Mm -hmm. so born here and raised here with an English family, marrying um, a born Muslim of Asian background. I'm not sure if he was born here or not. That's not relevant. Um, And she asked him, you know, are you prepared to spend time with your wife when she goes and sees her family over Christmas? Mm. Is that going to be an issue for you? You know, but it didn't occur to them that it's like you need to you need to support your spouse. Yes, you need to support your spouse. Yes. In, and so, you know, she she put it very, you know, she put it just straight out there. You know, have you considered that this is something that you'll have to do? You know, that you'll have to, this is something you're going to have to broach. You're going to have mm. to. And, you know, unfortunately, it's not even just about, you know, Christmas and celebrations. It's about, you know, bereavements, yes. attending funerals. Yes. You know, we, we, as a new Muslim, you know, I mean, we all pray we can convert our families and bring us on the path with us but the reality is is that quite often we don't Mm -hmm. and we have to deal with that and Mm -hmm. we need a partner that will support us through that Mm -hmm. um you know and so you know that was just like one of the things she she raised last month like i said and i was like yeah you know what that's Mm -hmm. a biggie 
Um, one other one which uh, I've, um, I've come, not personally, but I've seen uh, is where there's this tendency to try and, uh, you know, welcome the convert within the fold of the family mm -hmm. and then proceed to try and eradicate the whiteness out of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, whereby it's about trying to, uh, it's, I think it's, that it's done out of kindness in the sense that, you know, if you... If you dress like we do, then yep. you're 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 uh, you know you, number one you're showing respect for the family, but also you are you are seen as you know being participating mm. in, in in being part of the family, uh, and uh, it's uh, it's done out of it's their understanding of what modest clothing is. Yes, and modest clothing to them is a certain culture. Um, so yeah, th so there's that. And I think this is an issue just not even just in marriage, just for new Muslims in general. Yeah. This kind of uh, idea that um, as soon as you accept Islam, you have yeah. to kind of embrace this kind of new culture. Yes, yeah, so all of a sudden you become Arab. Yes. You know, we, we all have to dress in black abayas and tobes <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and, and kind of strip our own. Yeah, stop eating what you were eating before. Even change if it your was name. Halal. Change your name. Change your name. That's always Become the first one. Entirely. How many times I've been asked? Oh, you know, they meet me. Oh, Kerry, Salam alaikum. But yeah, but what's your Muslim name? Yes, Kerry. Uh. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, but you've taken on a new Muslim name now. No, still Kerry. Yeah. Why would I change my name? It's what my mother gave me. My father gave yeah. me. You know. And if it means nothing bad, then why mm. not? Mm. Um. And so, that's not to say that anyone who wants to change their name to a Muslim name is that's perfectly fine, but it's perfectly fine that you don't have to. Okay. There's also one one other thing which is, um, and it has to be considered, where um, how to put it in a delicate manner. Um, for some for some people they understand that the ummah is varied and mm. comes in a multicolored array mm. of ethnicities and backgrounds and the ummah is one yes and mm. therefore and we love and we're supposed to love each other as 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 part of the ummah well, because the, allah or commands us to love yeah, each other yeah there's the hadith about mm. we we're, we're made in tribes and Mm -hmm. So that we might recognize each other, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. So the fact is that there is no getting away that some families will prefer their children to marry somebody from their own s same background because there is safety in that. Mm. Because you know what's you'll know that the spouse will will know what's expected of them, will have the same expectations and the same um, the same understanding culturally, mm. same uh, language. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, but the, the the thing is that when uh, you have uh, you have a marriage where people come from two different backgrounds, um, the family will may well be fully accepting, and you know the the, spouse, the, the couple will be fine, and the the, the families and immediate friends will be perfectly fine so they may not be experience um, racism for instance mm. um, within their immediate surrounding but they have to consider that although they may not experience it in their in their marriage and in their life that when the children come along the children may end up being on the receiving end of that so it's mm. about being prepared to know what's 
what might come into into fruition and that mm-hmm. we have to consider so it's about thinking about it in for the long haul yes you know it's not let's do the nikah let's get married and live happily every after and you know it's all lovely <laughs> mashallah <laughs> you know and married until one of us passes away because that's mm. the only time that the bond of marriage is broken it's mm. once a spouse passes away there is no longer marriage between mm. them so um it's about thinking about the different things ahead yeah i it's it's a tricky one mm. there is a lot to think about um in terms of what to expect mm-hmm. when you get especially when you you're talking about a multicultural marriage mm-hmm. um and it's you know it's like you said it's 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 whether or not you're prepared to accept both cultures you can't just try and assimilate one to the new cult to the one culture yes it has to be give and take you know um and there is room in islam like you said there is room in islam for that mm-hmm. for us to have culture as long as yes. there's no shirk mm-hmm. we are we are allowed to keep mm-hmm. our culture and it's a very important point to make and for the children especially it's important for them to know that one one parent is not um lowered in class or mm. status to the other parent they love both parents and both parents come from different cultural backgrounds so the ch- the children should not be raised in such a way that they will s- begin to reject part of their identity mm. because it's seen as less acceptable yeah one of the other things that um Batul mentioned to me which i really loved was she talked about she actually brought along to the to the meeting a copy of the ceremony that she performs when she does the nikah mm-hmm. and um what she does is she very much tries to involve the all the family so the family you know are, that are muslim and mm-hmm. the family that are not muslim mm-hmm. um you know i know that there have been cases where people have got married like in a multicultural scenario where people yeah. have got married and it's like they have no clue what's going on on the marriage no. day they have no clue because it's not it's not a lot of the traditions that are done are not of their culture no it's like oh by the way you're married now and you're sitting yeah, in a you've different gone in a room, room. Yeah. and it's like <laughs> yes okay yeah what happened to walking down the aisle and where's yeah. the speeches and yeah and 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 just as it's bewildering for the person getting married it's equally bewildering for their family because yes. they have no clue what's going on either uh, and especially they don't... if it's conducted in a language that they don't yes. understand yes so the one thing that was beautiful was uh, that uh she um sister batu in- obviously includes all the required uh dua and recitation yes. that it is to to do to to conduct uh, a nikah yeah um so that's what's required but the additional elements that have been introduced is because there is and i'm not sure what the arabic word for it is but it allows for cultural variation mm. so for instance uh where a convert is getting married here because traditionally people here wear uh, exchange, w- wedding, exchange rings. wedding rings yes 
So because it's tra- traditional of the of the British Isles to wear uh, to exchange rings when people get married, then something that's also included, mm. and I really really like that. Yeah, and there's nothing there's nothing haram in that. No, there's nothing wrong in that. It's perfectly permissible. Yes. Because also people exchange rings, whether in, in any faith yeah. in the in this country. I mean, it doesn't have to be Christian. It doesn't have to be in a church. It can be in a registry office, and people will still exchange rings mm. because it, culturally it represents marriage. Mm. It's not that it is within a specific religious context. Mm. So yeah, and like you said, she she conducts the ceremony in English, so the the family so understands that everyone understands. Yeah, mm. and she and she does it in a way and in fact she said that she's in the process of getting um i forget what the word is like accreditation for being a, a registrar being a registrar yes Which so that she can actually then conduct the civil ceremony at exactly the same time as the nikah because that yes. of course is one of the issues that All we have really in this country requires is just one one sentence one extra sentence it's just one extra sentence that's to be said yes and it to make it legal yes and in it and it's in english yeah but so that's just something that's tacked on but that way you also gives that that uh, formal recognition that it is a marriage Yes. From from the non-Muslim family members, yeah, they understand it is a marriage is valid. Yes, it is, and, and it's valid loved within one the UK law. Yes, because yes. this is really important point um, is that you know in order to be protected, to have your rights protected under the UK law, mm-hmm. you know, Islamic marriage is still not recognised. No, so you have to now still do a separate registration of your marriage. Um, and mm. you know that is really important, you know, um, because it does protect your rights as as an individual. Um, whereas, you know, y- if if your Islamic marriage breaks down in this country, yes, you can go to Sharia court, but there's nothing legally binding for the decision of that court. Yes, you know, anyone who gets into anything acrimonious. Um, also, but something that Sister Batul said was that. Um, it's all very well good that that Sharia court may well rule in favor of uh, whatever it pe- um, spouse, um, but there is nothing to force them or no. to oblige them no. to to fulfill it. Yes. You have to rely on the on how pious they yes. are, on how honest they are, and uh, yeah, yeah, that they will abide by that decision. And so, a person who doesn't like it can just decide to ignore just it. Just out, never mind. Uh, you know. So that is why it is so important to make sure that you do have the UK civil marriage as well as the nikah mm-hmm. to protect your rights in this country. Which also opens a whole other kind of worms if somebody is a second wife. <laughs> we're not going to get there. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Um, so... I just wanted to kind of as well kind of uh, cover on some of the kind of advice that, um, I mean, this one that I was looking at um, is specific advice for brothers. Um, I think the advice towards brothers is because, um, you know, they have more responsibility. Mm-hmm. But basically it's about improving your dean, making sure you have a good education so that you can have a good career um, and learn about sp- your spouse's responsibilities 
you know, your responsibilities as a spouse. So we are coming to the end of the show. So I just want to remind everyone about the event that we're having. Um, I hope that we've uh, been enlightening about what we're hoping to achieve by this event. So it is on the 8th of March at 6 to 9 p.m. at Hockwell Ring Community Centre. Tickets are available via Eventbrite. So if you just mm -hmm. go into Eventbrite and search for either Luton Revert Group or Revert Marriage, you should, inshallah, come across that link. So we're going to wrap up now. Thank you so much for listening. I shall say assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.